So I want to say more, but the information flow just stopped. So I guess it's probably Jim's turn. <laughs> no, maybe it's somebody else's turn. Let's look around and see. <laughs> Where'd the energy go? <laughs> What's very interesting about this pathway is that we ever need to stay present, stay focused in the moment, stay aware of what's taking place right now, and continue to live in that if we can. And I say if we can because the world is ever pulling us away from that form of observation. It is ever pulling us away back into the world of confusion and illusion back into ourselves and the ego and the emotion and away from that place of centeredness where we are the observer. Just to be the observer, to observe what is taking place inside of us, to observe what is taking place in the world, observing how we participate or not participate in the movement of our lives, just to observe, just to be. So in this daily walk, meditation is a good place to start our daily walk. If we can begin our day in meditation, we are ever reminding ourselves of who we truly are and where that that is the truth of us resides. And it brings us into the awareness and the knowing and the experience of that place and that beingness of our soul. It gives us an opportunity, whether it be five minutes or longer, to just hold our attention into neutrality, into loving, into peace, into joy, just for a moment. And then get up and go do the day. But it gives us a place of starting that day. It gives us a place to remember, to be reminded of who we truly are before we get caught up in the world so much. And the world is like a cobweb or a spider web. And I'm sure all of us have walked through areas where spiders have laid their webs out and it just gets all over us and we're ever trying to pull them off and we can feel them even after they're all gone. Well, the world is like that. We don't see the web that the world has placed before us. It's so fine. It's so delicate and yet so strong. And we're ever walking into them the key is, is to be aware of just the moment right now and where you are and what the action is, to be aware of those cobwebs, those spider webs, as they begin to try to encase you. Then the key is, do you struggle with them? Do you try to wipe them all off? Or do you just keep on going? 
and leave them alone, give them no more attention, and just keep moving forward. Well, there is no right or wrong on this pathway. There is just what is for you to do in the moment. So pay attention, and sometimes you're going to be furiously trying to get rid of these webs because they feel as though they are truly grabbing a hold and starting to wrap around you and get you caught up in the elements of this world. And other times you'll walk on through them and they'll mean nothing. And you won't care if they're there or they're not. You'll just keep on moving and not let them stop you or distract you. There is no right way or wrong way to walk this path. There is no right way or wrong way to live your life. But there is a greater life to be experienced if you can live in the now, live in this moment, and not live in the future or the past, not live in what is going on around you, but what is going on inside of you. What is truly taking place for you in this moment? What are your thoughts? What are your feelings? What are your awarenesses? What is your truth in this moment with whatever is taking place inside of you or around you? If you can live in that, you are then living in the moment. You are living in the now. And that's where God dwells. So you are living in God, even though you may not be aware of God, you may not be aware of the loving, but you are living in awareness that truly is God and loving and oneness and centeredness. And then whatever goes on around you, you'll be able to move through it, move with it in a different way than you would if you did not have this simplicity of focus, this simplicity of awareness, this way of being in the moment with God, with loving, with your own soul. Because remember, God and loving and soul are all one. There is no separation there. There is not one or the other or the other. If you're aware of God, you're aware of loving and you're aware of your own soul because it's all one. If you're aware of the loving, you are aware of God and your own soul because they are all one. And if you're aware of your own soul, you're aware of God and you're aware of loving because they are one. They are one. So what we want to do is live in the oneness, live in that place where the oneness resides within us, and then see in the moment, how is the oneness manifesting itself? How is the moment approaching, how is the oneness approaching the moment in your life that you are in right now? And the key is, not to try to figure things out, not to try to understand, but be present and keep moving forward. Be present and keep expressing your loving, your joy, your peace, your gratitude, whatever might be coming forward within you. Allow yourself to keep in the flow of the truth of who you are. The world will do what it can to suppress it. 
because that's what the world does. And that's been our biggest challenge in life. Because from childhood on up, there are things and people in the world that are ever trying to suppress our flow of truth, our flow of loving. And many of us, most of us, maybe all of us, have given in to that type of suppression. And we have learned to live a life and to express ourselves based on this suppression. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, if some of you have had strict parents, they laid the law down and you had to live within their law, that's a type of suppression. It's also a wonderful action of setting boundaries and giving direction, giving focus, giving understanding about how to live in the world and how to do life in the world, but it's also an action of suppression. It stops the movement of loving, the movement of creativity. It stops the freedom of expression. It doesn't allow the fullness of joy. If you were raised in a religious life, going to church regularly, listening to the preacher, the priest, the rabbi, or whoever, sharing with you about the rules and the regulations, the laws of the church that God has set down for us to live, then you also understand suppression. Because even though the church, even though religion has set down good principles by which to live, many of those principles still create suppression. Suppression of our truth, of our freedom, that is our soul, ever longing to just be in its fullness and in its truth and in its movement of its own being. And no matter what country you go to today or throughout history, in tribes, in states, or in countries, there have always been laws by which we had to live. And again, they served us well in many ways, and they do today. Thank God they have laws on how to drive on the streets or who knows what it would look like. I guess all you have to do is go to Mexico City or to Rome or maybe you get a little bit more of an idea of what it could look like. So those laws do service, just as the laws that our parents set down served us and the laws that the church or religion has set out for us have served us. But then there comes a time when they don't. 
when all of a sudden we look and we go, gosh, Dad, I know that that's the way you told me how to live your life, and that's how you live your life, but I can't live my life that way. That's not me. I'm not you anymore. I'm going to be me now. I've got to find my way. And that's what we often do as we're growing up. And all of a sudden, the teenager becomes rebellious and fights against all the rules that the parents have set out to demonstrate that they are something other than what their parents are dictating. But that's a healthy action because it's an opportunity for the individual to discover their own truth for themselves rather than always living according to the laws, the rules, the regulations of the world around them. So in your daily walk, first spend some time, even if it's just five minutes, Maybe you're going to do the fullness of your meditation later on in the day, but do five minutes in the morning just to get yourself centered, just to get yourself in that place of awareness of your loving, of yourself, before the world clamors in upon you and starts dictating and demanding and needing and pulling. Get yourself centered so that you can get up and go do the day from that place of truth inside of you. And then when the laws, the rules, the regulations start coming at you, look at them and see, do they really serve me now? Do I really want to participate with them in the way that they are presented to me? And maybe you can begin to redefine those rules, those laws, those regulations in such a way that you don't only come into cooperation with them, but they will come into cooperation with you and your life can be a lot freer. And that's what this pathway is about. It's about liberation of the soul from this creation, but it's also about living the reflection of that liberation, which is freedom. And having freedom in this world while we're here as we are liberating our soul of it and from it. So if you're finding yourself caught up in the world and feeling that all the rules and regulations and laws are closing in upon you, Stop, take a moment, take a deep breath and get yourself centered and pay attention <laughs> and see how you could live in this world but not of this world in a greater way. If we're really caught up in living the law, and fulfilling the regulations and rules of individuals, of religious orders, or whatever it might be, and not living our truth, we are being suppressed. 
We can't blame anybody, though. We're doing it. We're allowing it. So we're suppressing ourselves. Of course, you're doing it because others have already suppressed you to a point that you now believe this is how you're to live. And that's often the case. We get into a routine, we get into a habit, we get into a belief system, and we just run it. And we keep running it. And the challenge in this pathway is that as we begin to make changes or changes begin to take place in our life just automatically through the practice of meditation, change takes place. We find we have a choice. Do we choose into the change? Do we choose into this new way? Do we choose into the opportunity of living life differently? Or do we choose to hold on to the old way and just keep doing it that way? And even when we choose to make change and to do it in a new way, and we do it in a new way for five minutes or five days or maybe even five weeks, there's going to come a point in all of that where the old way is going to creep back in and go, yeah, but let's do it this way. This is more comfortable. This is easier. We don't have to think about this. We can do it. It's just routine. This other way is such a struggle. You have to keep thinking about it and keep focused on it and keep making changes and keep adjusting to where it gets better. But, you know, this isn't so bad. Let's just make it easy. Come on. Let's go back into suppression. And we just automatically slip into it because it all takes place so subtly, so quietly inside of us unless we're paying attention. That's what I mean when I say pay attention to your thoughts and your feelings. It's in those two elements and your thoughts and your feelings you're going to be aware if you're really paying attention to whether or not you're living in your new action of freedom on this spiritual pathway, or are you allowing yourself to stay focused in the old, to stay trapped in suppression? And there's nothing wrong with being suppressed. Nothing wrong with it at all. And if you're walking this pathway, you're going to find that there's greater happiness in living free of suppression than living in it. And you're going to find that there's greater inner experience living free of suppression than living in it. So pay attention to your thoughts and your feelings. They'll tell you so much so quick if you truly pay attention. Your thoughts will tell you very quickly whether you're allowing yourself to live old patterns to live in suppression, to be caught up in rules, or not. And so are your feelings. Some of us are stronger in approaching life through our feelings and others are stronger in approaching life through our thoughts. So we have to pay attention to both and find out where is our most active awareness. And that will be the key by which we can begin to discern. And then in discernment, we can begin to make choices and changes and refocusing 
our lives in such a way as to truly fulfill that which we are longing to fulfill. And what is it we really want to fulfill? It's ourselves. We want fulfillment. We want to live the truth of who we are, the loving, the peace, the joy, the gratitude, and all that we are. We want to live that to the fulfillment. Now here's another challenge. I list all these things off. Peace and gratitude and joy and abundance and all this stuff that is the essence of the Lord that dwells within, that will manifest in our freedom, in our liberation, and be lived through us, around us, more and more each day if we give it the opportunity to do so. But the one thing in this movement of joy and peace and gratitude is that it's subtle. You know, in the world, things are dramatic and bold and loud and out there. And oftentimes, we can see people that look like they're just so happy and they're always laughing so loud and just expressing themselves and seemingly having great fun in life. And we look at that and we go, gosh, why can't I be that way? Why can't I just be so vigorous in my expression of my joy and of my peace and of all that I am? But you know what? I have found that that boisterous expression is often the ego, the ego of the consciousness voicing itself, expressing itself, convincing the individual that they've got it. Hey, you're so happy, you're so grateful. You look at everything you've got. But beneath all of that is separation and misery and longing and maybe loneliness. This pathway is a pathway of the soul. And the soul in the physical creation is very subtle in its nature and in its expression compared to the energies of the physical nature. It is the physical nature that is boisterous and rambunctious and vibrant in its expression and very energetic in its being. It's the soul that's very subtle and very quiet. And it's in that subtle, quiet place that is the soul that we find a quiet peace, a subtle action of joy. And then it's for us to live that into our physical being. And let that subtle energy of joy and peace and abundance and gratitude just begin to permeate the physical being, the physical consciousness, the physical expression. 
until we are that. And we can walk down the street and nobody's going to look at us and go, wow, there goes somebody who's really happy. There goes somebody who's filled with peace. Look at that. You can just see it in their face. You can see it in their movement, in their expression. People may not see it. People may not hear it. People may not know it. Because the one thing that you are expressing is the soul, which is subtle, which is quiet, but is ever certain, ever steady. And all we have to do is stay in that certainness, stay in that steadiness, and continue forward. I can remember there was a minister who was traveling around the country and he came to San Antonio and I was invited to go and listen to him speak. And he was very dynamic in his expression. And during his sharing he said, that if you want to know that you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you must be dynamic like He is. You must express and be as He is. And ever boisterous and ongoing and energetic and powerful with the voice of the Holy Spirit. And I remember going home that night and going, is that true? Is that what I have to be? Am I not fulfilling my truth? And so I just tried that. I tried being that. And all I found was I had to let go of the subtlety of the soul in order to be this dynamic, boisterous, energetic manifestation of the spirit And I realized very quickly, if that's it, I don't want it. Because it wasn't comfortable. It wasn't fun. It didn't fulfill me. It didn't bring me to that place of subtle, quiet loving that I knew. And I wanted to continue living in. It's fun to watch. It's dynamic, it's powerful, and you can even get a lot of awareness and information from that expression if you pay attention. And I see two things in it because it's part of the world of polarity, not of the neutrality. I see two things in it. I see a lot of the movement of creativity and the power of creativity but I also see the suppression that the ego puts upon the freedom of the soul to demonstrate and to live itself fully through this, this is how it has to be. So pay attention. 
Pay attention to your thoughts and your feelings. Pay attention to how you're approaching things in the moment. And where are you giving your power away to if you are? Are you giving your power away to the rules and regulations your parents gave to you so many years ago? Are you giving your power away to the rules and the regulations of the religious societies today? Are you giving your power away to those around you in your life right now who says that you're not doing it right? This is how you're supposed to be. I've had several teachers in high school tell me I'd better straighten up. I'm not doing it right. You know, we've got laws here which we live by in this room, in this classroom, and you're not doing it. You've got to start doing it the right way. And I remember in my journaling, writing down the right way. What's the right way? And so I went to every one of my teachers and asked them, what is the right way to be in this classroom? And each one of the teachers gave me a different concept or idea of the right way to be in their classroom. And some lined up more with the truth inside of me and some didn't. And then I realized there is no right way other than the right way you decide is the right way. Which means there is no wrong way other than if I decide your way is wrong and my side is right. And that is living in polarity. And I don't want to do that. So I went back to one of the teachers who said, I better straighten up and start living it right. And I sat down and I said, so could you really give me all the things that are right in this classroom so I can write it down? And he was real impressed. He says, well, finally, yes, sure. Let's sit down right now and do it. And he started laying it all out. This is what you do if you're doing it right in my class. Down to the point because this was a math class, that we had to have a certain kind of pencil. We had to have a sharpener on our desk, you know, and so on and so forth. And I just wasn't doing it. I didn't, I guess, have the right kind of pencil, or I didn't always have my sharpener on my desk. I don't know. But I, he, he laid it all out, I mean, to the minutest detail. And so I said, so... How much of this do I have to live to be right with you? And he looked at me and he says, well, I want you to do it all. And I said, and if I don't do it all? And he says, well, then you're wrong. You're doing it wrong. And you've got to straighten up. And I go, what if I forget something or I just don't do it that day for some reason, some actions. I don't put my sharpener out. And he goes, you're doing it wrong. And I said, so am I going to get an F for doing it wrong? And he says, well, you should, but I have to go by your grades. And I go, okay, that's all I need to know. 
So I didn't care then if he thought I was doing it right or wrong. And he could name it to me however much he wanted. He could point out what I was doing wrong, however much he wanted to, as long as I knew all I had to do was do the work. And I would be judged on my grades and not on whether I was doing it his way, the right way or not. So in this world, we sometimes have got to take action. We've got to take action and get an understanding of the definitions that this world is putting upon us so that we can begin to define for ourselves how we're going to live in the definitions the world places on us. Because we're not going to be able to go out and change the world's definition. We can't go into the world and say, no, no, it's loving, forgiveness, and acceptance. That's how we live our life. Because they're going to look at you like, yeah, right. So it's a way to find how to live that loving, accepting, and forgiving action of who we are in the world into the way the world is living itself. We're not going to change the world. We're just going to change ourselves. And then the world around us will automatically change. Because we are now living more in neutrality. We are not going to get caught up or choose into polarities so easily. And the polarity is going to drop away. It's going to pull back. And we will just move in the world and through the world, but not so caught up in it. And also not suppressed or limited by it. And we will move through the world with conscious knowing of what it is we're doing, where it is we're going, how it is we're getting there. And we do it in the moment and we do it to the fulfillment of ourselves. And it's not hard. All you do is meditate every day and then live the meditation into the day. Live the loving, live the peace, live the gratitude. And the greatest thing is, if you're meditating, God is automatically going to be bringing to you loving and joy and peace and gratitude. As you give it to God, God will give it to you. And then you take that into the day to give to God in every place and everyone that you meet. You just automatically will give it if you stay present and focused in the truth of who you are. And how do you do that? Just have the hue present in your consciousness. Have the sacred name present in your consciousness. As often as you can, bring yourself to that. Chant it. Do it once, twice, five times in a moment just to bring yourself centered and it will happen automatically. You just keep that door open. You just keep the choice present as to how you're going to do this moment. You're an initiate or you're one who is doing meditation 
and walking the spiritual pathway to greater understanding and fulfillment. Or you're one seeking a pathway of greater understanding and fulfillment and trying to find that action by which you can do that. Wherever you are in your journey, ever choose to bring God present in your daily moment, in your daily life. The one thing I learned early on and that I ever keep focused on is love one, live one day at a time, one breath at a time. If you keep focusing on that, you're not going to be too busy getting caught up in other things. Because if you can begin to be aware, not of every breath, and keep focusing in the loving with every breath, but be aware enough of that action to bring yourself aware of the loving. I'm in the loving. I'm in the loving. More and more, that's going to be the new action, the new way of being, and the old will drop away. It's very simple. It's all so simple. This pathway is so simple. Don't make it hard for yourself. You do, in case you didn't know that. Often make it very hard for yourself because you still are living by the laws of your mom and your dad, of the church, of the world. And those laws serve you in the world. They give you direction. They give you guidance. They give you clarity. They allow you to live what is more the moral life, which is a good way to live life. But they don't always bring you to the fulfillment that you're longing for in spirit. So be aware of that. And to learn to live uh, above those rules and regulations. Rise above them. Be the observer. And participate from that level of observation of the soul and not of the mind or the emotions. And then you're going to live a different life. And yep, you still got the body to contend with. You still got mom and dad and husband and wife and kids and people around you to contend with. But you'll do it from a different place. And it'll be a lot simpler, more joy-filled, and loving. Just by choosing the simpler path, the simpler way. Okay. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah.